This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports to the max on the air, sports plus to the max. When I visit with Royce White, a guy that I've known for many, many years now since he played high school basketball, at De La Salle and then Hopkins, Mr. Basketball in the state, went to the University of Minnesota, then to Iowa State, was a lottery pick of the Houston Rockets. Uh, it got a lot of attention for uh, at the time that he wouldn't fly in airplanes, and, and that was just a uh, small piece of the big picture, which, uh, which was mental health, mental illness, and dealing with anxiety. Uh, he has done that side by side as well as uh, uh, labored on behalf of causes that he feels strongly about, including protesting during the George Floyd riots and much more. And now his latest is he's going to run for Congress against Ilan Omar. He told me about this last week. I ran into him and he said, believe it or not. And I said, well, announced it on my air and he almost did. He just couldn't keep it long enough and he released it this morning. But he joins us now. Royce, how are you? I'm good, brother. How are you doing? Good, man. Tell me, tell me about the. I, I talked to you about this last week when you were you were working out and give a tutoring session to your younger sister, who's quite a basketball player. But tell me about the yes, process of deciding to run for con- Congress. Yeah, well, it was. Uh, it came over the span of probably twelve months um, after the George Floyd situation took place. Um, I was I was in the throes of the community political um, arena. And yeah, I just I just real I was able to take a step back, really look at what was going on around us in the local, take my experience from having been involved with the NBA and this this global corporate community, and and try and and I was able to pin down you could say or or understand how the global affects the local, and and we're in a crisis you know in this country we're in a crisis around the world but we're in a crisis in this country. And and we are up against a very loud, arrogant, and and unapologetic globalist agenda. And uh, it's it's going to come down hardest on on the American citizen, on the working class, um, on on Christians, on on Muslims, on Jewish people, um, on blacks, on whites, on young uh, the, the the young, the old. 
and whoever else. And I don't think people really understand that. So, you know, that's that's the, the real impetus of me deciding to run. Ilan Omar, she she's kind of been Teflon and and one no matter what you know what people throw at her. How did you choose uh, that district to run against her? Well, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm a product of the, tw- of the Twin Cities. Yep. But, um, you know, I, I I made my bones, you could say, in, in the Minneapolis area. Um, I owe a lot to that community. And I realized that the community has been lied to. Um, not not just my community, but uh, working class people in this country have been lied to by Democrats. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a uniparty. There is uh, a sort of neocon, rhino faction of the Republican Party, of the GOP, um, that's in on it. Right, they're in on the, the the globalist grift, this this radical corporatocracy. Um, but but uh, the, the Democrats have been pretty brazen about it, and and there's there's no real pushback, and and we've been given a lot of false promises in the black community by the Democrats, um, and and they've come up empty on multiple occasions. I mean, this this isn't new. I, I, it's hard for me to understand how black people. Um, in this country, but in our community, have continued to vote Democrat faithfully with, you know, without a second consideration. Um, and it, it just means that we've been sort of brainwashed into giving our, you know, our un, un, unwavering support to a, a two-party system, a party in a two-party system that hasn't showed up for us. And, and all the while, they've carried the calling card that we should vote for them because the opposite party is racist. And, and um, I, I just don't believe that we can, go, we, we, can, we can go for that anymore, and I don't believe that this country can solve the problems that it needs to solve while the black community stay, stays in the throes of this, this, liberal, this liberal mindset, this liberal brainwash or, or loyalty. What, what is your assessment, Ilhan Omar? Yeah, I mean, I think she's in on it. I think I think that the the powers that be, the oligarchs, the the, the overlords of our society um, here in in America and and globally, um, that they support her, they they fund her, they're behind her, and and the Democratic Party, while they may have interparty spats, uh, you know, amongst this authoritarian uh, perennial political class, at the end of the day, they're real mechanism is to protect and consolidate power. Um, and, and they have huge plans for Ilhan Omar, as they do AOC and the squad, the new, the new hard line, the new three-card Monty of, of political elitism is going to be sexual politics, right? And it's going to be identity politics. And they check all the boxes. So um, they, they have big plans for Ilhan Omar, as they do uh, the, the rest of the squad. So, I mean, I've heard her talk about some issues, you know, it, to me, it just seems like a, a you know party politics. It seems like the party lines. Will it be difficult to get funding uh, from Republicans if they say, "Hey, man, no, no, no Republican ever wins in in, in Minneapolis"? Uh, uh, you, you're kidding yourself if you think you're going to. Yeah, well, you know, we 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 are in a, a crisis, and we are at war, and I think Minnesota. Uh, in Minneapolis specifically, is is a huge piece of this cultural war. Um, 
And, you know, Lacey Johnson raised $12 million last year, even though he, was, he, was, he wasn't able to be victorious in the campaign. And, and ultimately, I, I would hope, and if, I, and if this isn't the case, then, then I'll definitely do my best to sound the alarm that um, th- this is an important battleground. This is an important battleground for the GOP. And, and there's a huge part of the GOP that's been, that has accepted um, and, and conceded territory across the country. Um, and, and they've sort of, you know, bought into this managed decline mentality and, and been com- become comfortable with losing. And, um, you know, uh, I, I just don't have time for that mentality. Uh, I've been a lifelong athlete. I'm a competitor. Uh, we, we don't get involved in, in only the games that we know we can win. That's not competition. So, Royce White is our guest. Uh, he has um, announced that he will run for Congress against Ilan Omar. Royce and I go way back. He's in one of the top five most fascinating people that I've ever covered for a number of different reasons. Mental health is another one. Uh, Royce, you have been outspoken uh, about your own anxiety, about the issues that you have faced, and uh, and about how we need to face them. I- explain, you know, anxiety right now is, is in a, it's in a crisis. I, I mean, it really is coming out of COVID and, and all that we've gone through. And in this city, with George Floyd and everything else, I, I would doubt, I don't know how you would ever um, measure this, but I would doubt it's ever been as heightened or there's been as much anxiety per person as there is right now. You've been through a lot of this before a lot of these people went through this. What do you tell them, those people that are going, man, I don't feel the same way I used to feel, and, and I don't know what's going on in my body or, or what's wrong with me. What do you tell them? Well, I, I would say that anxiety as a, as a sort of um, piece of a greater mental health conversation has to be addressed from a philosophical standpoint first and foremost and and this corporatocracy this establishment has done a great job to make it normal make it the status quo that philosophy and just critical thought and intelligence is secondary and even tertiary in in this country Um, and and I don't think that that's by accident Um, I think that there's been a concerted effort if not a, a negligence that has, you know, prompted the rise of this mental health crisis. And we are in a mental health crisis. There's no doubt about that. And in fact, I said that 10 years ago when even some of my, my uh, Republican um, counterparts weren't talking about mental health or, or corporatocracy or, for an example, an institution like the NBA and them being more business money oriented. Some of those ideas are, are new to the conversation, um, and I say that because, you know, 10 years ago when I said mental health was the greatest social issue we face, I wasn't really talking about people getting mental health care. What I was trying to say is that the NBA represents a global corporate community and that that global corporate community and how they view the human condition is important, and that's how I view mental health as another way to say the human condition where mind, body, and spirit converge into our perceivable existence. And I think that people have become radically disconnected from one another. Um, They've become radically disconnected from uh, logic. And they've tried to replace um, what what used to be sound anchors such as faith, you know, Christianity, family, hard work, a a hard day's labor, um, community, they try to replace them with superficial things. That has come uh, with the help 
of the establishment and the corporatocracy. I mean, it's, it's not by accident that social media has become America's favorite pastime and we see a rise of anxiety while the, the, the Silicon Valley oligarchs have openly admitted that their growth model was based on being predatory with the human psychology. None of this is by accident, and it's not conspiracy. This is exactly what what they've admitted, and this is what we're dealing with. And I think people are radically anxious because you know they, they have they've opted in. They're 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 on the high. I hear you, Royce. Uh, yeah, what you're trying to do is create an, an addiction that people don't realize they have sometimes. Now, now uh, can you stay on with us for a quick break? Because I want to talk to you about what's going on in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities right now. And if that's part of your platform or what you see for solutions, can you stay on with us for a quick break? Absolutely. Royce White is our guest announcing that he's going to run for Congress. But how do you, how do you clean up um, what is the fear that encapsulates this city when we come back? Welcome back. Royce White announcing he'll run for Congress. Former basketball great in the state of Minnesota, but so much more. Uh, Royce, you and I have uh, chatted frequently over the years about a number of different topics. And, and, and the one that I guess is uh, somewhat part and parcel with excuse me, <coughs> uh, with uh, your running uh, from the city of Minneapolis. It, it's a national, uh, obviously, position that you'd be running for to, to, to try to make it to Washington. But Minneapolis is ravaged right now. The psyche of it is fragile in the Twin Cities in general. We had a shooting at a funeral yesterday that took a life uh, in St. Paul. The day I was driving back uh, from the university, and I, I cut over, and I forgot I was going through North Central University, and I said, why all the cars? And I remembered uh, they were having the funeral for... Uh, for Deshaun Hill, who was taken tragically, the, the Minneapolis North uh, young man uh, at a bus stop, and they, they've arrested a man, they've got him in custody, etc. Um, there's a lot of stuff, carjackings, everything else, and, and I'm starting to wonder who runs the, the city anymore. Is, is, it the, uh, is it the people of authority, or is it the, the gangs and whatnot? Uh, give us some insight into this. Where is it right now, and, and how do you curb what has been just a, a disturbing and a fearful trend? Um, listen, I, I think moral decay seeds moral decay. And I think that when your lawmakers are corrupt, then the people who enforce the law are also corrupt, and the rule of law is undermined fundamentally. I think as far as the citizen, as far as citizens are concerned, as far as our communities are concerned, people are in, are in crisis spiritually, um, psychologically, economically, um, and, and many other things. And you, gotta, you, you have to be able to see the connection of us losing an identity, uh, an identity and a culture of being the manufacturer of, of the world. Of, of people having an honest day's labor, of going to a factory, working at the factory eight hours, um, having a family, having some kids, saving some money, owning a house, and uh, shipping all of our jobs to, to China out of laziness, out of convenience, to cut costs, um, and, and, and the list goes on. And, and people, are, people are not able to maintain a sound cognitive map um, and that's not to say that there wasn't always crime or that if we had kept manufacturing here that the trajectory of crime wouldn't be where it is today. But we have to address the fundamentals of society that we know and understand. And, and what we I think I think what we understand is that when people don't have meaning in their life, then they become pawns of the devil. 
and first and foremost, we have a, a rise of atheism and a crisis of faith. Um, and, and I can say that with with uh, with full confidence as a Catholic and Christian. We, we certainly have a crisis of faith, specifically in the black community or in minority communities. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the crime situation is something that we have to address and discuss full-throated. And, and our plans for change have to be full, change have to be full-throated as well. These communities, these young men um, that are involved in, in violence need order. They need meaning. They need something that, that, that they need a culture. They need a philosophy that tells them that their life is worth more than some glamorous fantasy of luxury and, and just vanity and, and everything that this, this modern culture has tried to teach us. And it's part and parcel of a, of a runaway a runaway uh, uh, corporatocracy where, where we don't value the fundamentals anymore, and it, and it shows. Okay, but, but just for a minute, take away, forget the lawmakers, forget police, uh, you know, what you believe in police, and, 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 and I believe there's a lot of really good ones out there. Um, but if we're, uh, we are competing as a society right now to an extent, at least locally, uh, for kids that are 14, 15, and 16 that are willing to go carjack because they know they're not going to go into to juvenile detention for any length of time, and they can make big money doing that. And big, a lot bigger money than they could if they went the traditional route and, and, and went to college and worked their way into you know uh, America and became an entrepreneur, whatever it is. Right. I, I mean, I feel like, Royce, that right now we're competing against uh, crime. Like we're competing against you, – you're going, well, I can see – I hate to say this, but you're going, well, I can see why they're opting for carjacking because it's easy money and they don't have to go to school and they don't have to be educated and they don't have to work hard at it. I feel like we're competing against that right now. Do you see that? We certainly are. We we certainly are, and, and that's that's the reality of a capitalist country, right? I mean, we we set a price, we set a price of uh, for for a standard of living, and people become accustomed to and adjusted to that culturally, and and they are incentivized to try and take shortcuts, um, and and the only way to combat that is to teach young people at a very young age what it means to have a meaningful life and and that we have failed at what, why have uh, we failed at it who's failed is it is, oh, is it is it every we failed is it a, as we failed as a public school system we failed in in families and homes we failed um uh, you know in our sports and our youth sport i mean we failed all over the place the, this entire thing is way deeper than a 14-year-old kid who jacks a car, and we could try and pigeonhole it or, or make it a cookie-cutter answer. But that's the problem with our politicians and leaders up until this point. They're not critical thinkers. They're not real thinkers. They're fundraisers. They've come to the political arena to be stars, to be important, to have power. And, and what they do is they grift and they try and pander to whoever it is that funds their campaign and supports them. But they're not real thinkers. They're not intellectuals. And that's why they, they will give you a cookie-cutter answer like, oh, well, we need more policing, or we need to defund the police. It's like, no, we have a spiritual crisis. We have a philosophical crisis. Our children need to learn that in order to, exceed, to succeed in life, to have fulfillment in life, 
then their path to success must be meaningful. And meaningful means that you that you do the hard work, that you take the time out, you you take the lumps and bruises in order to to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. That cheating's not going to get you there. And I've learned that as an athlete, we spend hours and hours in the gym. As you said, you you saw me, and I was trying to instill that in my younger sister, who's on her way to Wisconsin on on a full scholarship. That you have to embrace. Uh, the, the hard work that comes along with being great. And a lot of people think they can shortcut it, but why wouldn't they think they can shortcut it? The elites on the top of our society want to shortcut it. They are shortcutting it. That's why we're $30 trillion in debt on the on the back and tab of the taxpayer. I got you. We're out of time, but you know we'll talk again. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Yes, sir. Good to see you, brother. Good to talk to you, brother. You bet. Bruce White running for Congress against Ilhan Omar. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 